Drone Talks is an online platform to spread ideas and to educate in the drone ecosystem. At Drone Talks, we discuss technology, regulatory, business, and ecosystem topics openly with industry leaders to enable and foster innovation for a better future. Hi, everyone. I'm Esther Kovac, CEO and founder of Drone Talks. And today I am talking with Vadom Tarashov, who is the chair of the board of the UAVOS. Hi, Vadim. Hi, Esther. Very nice uh, to talk with you here. So I know, Vadim, you, you are a very busy man. So I'm just wondering if you can share some uh, highlights. Where are you now or where are you heading to? Right now I'm uh, in Cyprus and it was also related to uh, UAV implementation here locally. And I'm soon going to be heading to the airport to fly off on a long chain of trips all across Europe. It's really exciting. I'm just wondering who, who doesn't know UAV OS what the company does. So UAVOS designs and manufactures a number of UAVs in uh, literally all weight categories, starting from smaller UAVs. And when I say smaller, we're talking about maximum takeoff weight of maybe uh, 25 kilograms and up to two and a half ton large UAVs. It both delivers uh, helicopter-type UAVs, fixed wings, so airplanes and whatnot, and even some of the really unique solutions like uh, the high-altitude pseudo-satellite hubs, which is the only one working worldwide. Um, and obviously, we have all of our own component base and proprietary autopilot and whatnot. That sounds really interesting. So I went through your LinkedIn profile, as I always do, and I saw that they finished the uni in math. And following on that, uh, you got engaged in multiple companies' board position and, and you are an investor. So I'm just wondering, with the background of maths, what did you see in drones and why you decided to invest into the drone innovation? I started investing initially quite some time ago, maybe back in 2008. And initially I was omnivorous. I invested in e-commerce, in entertainment, uh, all across the board. But uh, maybe about five years ago, I started focusing on really deep tech companies. So companies which... uh, have a very solid technological base. And uh, doing some research, I also saw that what are the biggest fields which are going to disrupt, you know, the uh, lot of traditional industry. And obviously UAVs, uh, so unmanned aviation in general, is uh, one of such uh, one of such industries. So uh, the markets are huge. We're talking about things like unmanned delivery of cargo. So disrupting the logistics industry and manned passenger transportation. I mean, everybody is talking about this for quite some time. I mean, starting with terrestrial, where you have uh, guys like Overleaf and whatnot, who are all dreaming and aspiring of uh, unmanned transportation and up to aerial companies, which there are a few these days as well. Basically, this is, and there are obviously a number of other things like unmanned inspections, defense markets, security markets, and, and whatnot, right? So the scope of application is huge. At the same time, it's very difficult to enter these markets. I mean, you can see maybe a thousand different companies just manufacturing small drones, you know, the toys. But unfortunately, or fortunately for uh, like the really serious companies, none of these solutions are scalable to become really big industrial grade uh, solutions. It just uh, requires a substantially different level of technology to uh, sort of go to, uh, to address, you know, the real industrial needs. 
And UAVOS is one of the companies which has a very solid underlying technology in the base of all solutions. So that was sort of a natural choice. I'm engaged uh, with a few startups. I'm in a board of the advisors. You know, when we talk with investors, there is always this worry about the regulation and this uncertainty, you know, because it's, it's not like a fintech company. There are really heavily regulated field because of safety concerns. So I'm just wondering as an investor, did you see this business riskier than e-commerce or other businesses or, or you didn't really had this worry? Obviously, regulations come into play in a very, let's say, in a very heavy way in this business. But by the way, when you're talking about regulations, look at fintech industry. It's also regulated, right? And uh, at one point, you have a company which is worth a lot, and then a regulation comes in or Brexit happens and whatnot, right? So and the regulations change all of a sudden, and some companies survive, others don't, right? So uh, obviously, UEVs is a super regulated field and the regulations they differ from country to country from depending on the weight class of the UAVs depending on where exactly you're flying what type of missions you're doing but regulation is something to be set right and you need to wait for them to mature and to be ready to comply with these regulations right and uh, that's it on the one hand on the other hand even today there are a number of markets which already allow the application of UAVs without any issues so as of today, we're both selling the UAVs and uh, performing services uh, powered by UAVs uh, in a number of countries and obviously fully compliant with the regulations. Or in some countries, there are even no regulations in this sense. Yes. And, you know, talking about UAVs, I went through the web page and also you mentioned the solution is not like these smaller drones, but more like converted from traditional helicopters to, to UAVs. Why? Why is that good? Then, you know, start from zero to manufacture a drone. We actually have both drones, which we manufacture from scratch, but also the converted UAVs, as you very correctly mentioned. So the key thing there is the following. So usually when you develop your own UAV or your own aircraft, be it manned or unmanned, right? There are a number of things where, th where everything can go wrong, right? Uh, failures can occur regardless of how much quality you put into the product, right? It's basically an untested or unproven product till it has a certain number of flight hours. We try to reduce this by taking an existing proven aircraft be it a helicopter like Robinson R-22 or a CH-7 or a couple of others, you know, or an airplane. And then basically we take this fully tested aircraft and we take our autopilot, which also has been tested by hundreds of thousands hours of flights, right, on all sorts of different UAVs, and we combine them. Yes, it still has some uh, inherent risks, right, in the combination of technology, but you have a lot less points where things can go wrong. So you need to, you, you basically combine two solutions which are quite mature already. So this is the first benefit to the whole thing. And uh, probably it would be a lot easier to, um, let's say, comply to the regulations using such proven solutions. And the second is basically related to the speed of delivery, right? So when you're delivering a UAV to the market, if you have to build them from scratch, it takes a substantial time, especially if we're talking about a large one. And in this case, we can basically take a number of existing helicopters or airplanes and very fast we'll convert them into unmanned. So it's uh, delivery time and it's uh, risk mitigation in general. 
So safety measures. That sounds really, really promising. And you know, with that experience, if you have a real life use case, what's the social impact of, of your use cases? Or, or, or how do you see, you know, when you have your product flying over, I don't know, people house or, or flying over in a city maybe potentially, did you receive any feedback from the communities involved? So first, let me uh, talk about the social impact. First of all, um, now we're, let's say, delivering the services uh, in terms of unmanned transportation in the area, in a, let's say, fairly rural area. It's a oil and gas company that needs uh, deliveries between regions that have very difficult access by any terrestrial means. And right now they're using manned helicopters to to do these services which is not as efficient and substantially more expensive plus the pilots many times have to fly in uh, very harsh weather conditions so it's putting a potentially human life at risk in our case well you know even if the worst is to happen there is no human casualties involved so this is the sort of the first point we're also now in potential collaboration with a large uh, provider of delivery of vaccines and the blood uh, in the african region so that obviously has a very clear social impact right but then we haven't yet have received any sort of negative feedback on on our uavs uh, passing by any um, populated area right but uh, one of the things which we make sure of is the fact that our uavs comply with the strictest regulations and norms in terms of safety so for example our helicopters our manned helicopters in case there is an engine failure which is always a possibility. I mean, it's mechanical items and whatnot. So it can land perfectly well in the auto-rotation mode. So this is the first fail-safe mechanism. The second is we always have a parachute, which would make sure that if there is a crash landing, in any case, it would do no damage or minimal damage to the environment and uh, uh, basically definitely to people's life. And then obviously it's uh, multiple levels of redundancy. So dual autopilot, uh, everything uh, double and triple redundancy. That sounds really great. And you know, we are both working in a drone industry, so we know that. And um, do you think the future users of, of these services or or the communities, they are aware of this or, or um, you know, what's your experience? I tell you why I'm asking, because I, um, I work with a few governments in Europe and uh, when we run their, their programs, the UAM, UAV programs, they receive a lot of complaints from local communities. I am under the impression we know these benefits and we know these safety measures because we are working, you know, in the industry. But uh, somehow the people involved in a different level who just see the solution, they are not really aware of this uh, drone may deliver blood or vaccination or, or other um, benefit uh, for actually them. So I'm just wondering what can we do as, as industry to kind of enable this knowledge or, or, or do you think should we worry about these complaints the governments who I'm contacted by receive or is it not something what we need to worry as an industry and we just need to keep going? Well, I think obviously we should uh, take in account and take these complaints into account. And 
do our best sort of to address these concerns because some of the concerns are very well extremely valid i mean think about even things like last mile delivery where things can to a certain extent be done by the uavs on the one hand the technology is definitely super useful on the other hand you can expect that if the landing is not super accurate anything can happen imagine a drone landing with a like difference from the target of just 30 centimeters and instead of landing on a well-defined sort of delivery pad it would land somewhere else and the child is playing in the yard and uh, this can lead to very shall we say disastrous uh, consequences right making sure that things like this do not happen making sure that only the uavs which really comply to all of the specification and to the most uh, to the harshest safety standards can fly over populated areas it's definitely something that we need to do and we need to also advertise this to make sure that people know because right now if somebody is using a hobby grade drone to do trial deliveries i mean all bets are off on on what can happen and the concerns are absolutely legit the other point is that definitely today any of the you know uh, aircraft like helicopter or multi-copter type drone definitely generates some noise and this I mean, regardless, you'll have this problem for some time now. Uh, there is a certain workaround which can be found. And we need to be conscious that people also don't like having a noisy environment outside of them. And if there are a lot of drone deliveries, hearing this no noise all the time would be a negative, sort of negative event, right, for the community. We need to think about these things and definitely set limits towards the areas of application to make sure it doesn't really negatively affect the life of uh, of the communities but at the same time actively and aggressively promote the drone usage where it can be beneficial without sort of any significant drawbacks cannot agree more i think i have two takeaways from this last thought of yours is is education i think this is really important we educate people around us and we explain them you know the benefits of this solution compared to other solutions they're gonna be happier with even a reduced noise compared to a helicopter for example if they understand what it complements and the other takeaway if i understood well when we design the product we need to be aware of this concern maximize the safety yeah. that definitely is the first priority i mean yeah. noise is a nuisance but in the end of the day it's something still you can handle right accidents not that much so safety first thank you so much vadim for the discussion it was really insightful thanks a bunch to you esther and uh, looking forward to talking again and let me know if you have any interest in uh, other solutions related to uavs like some of the other things uh, i've mentioned like the wireless in-flight wireless charging for drones or the precision landing systems these are some of the things we are working with together with uav us to make sure that our solutions comply to the best safety standards Sounds awesome. Thank you, Vadim. Thanks a bunch. This podcast was brought to you by Drone Talks Online, a platform designed to spread ideas and educate in the drone ecosystem. Search for dronetalks.online to hear from more of our industry leaders and to find out how you can get involved.